Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. It's uh, interesting, Cam, that you brought in. That's a nice segue to bring up Travis Cora because uh, let's go ahead and get into the conversation I had with David Pierce uh, at mm-hmm. coaching school. I think one of the big topics is how did the coaching staff make up get to where it is now? Woody Williams out mm-hmm. and Troy Tulowitzki coming back as director of player personnel. Really what it boiled down to, and this is exactly what David Pierce told me, the plan, his plan all along was to have Philip Miller be in that administrative role for a year mm-hmm. and then bring him back. Even with adding a third assistant, if you bring Philip Miller back, now you've got too many coaches. You can only have three full-time assistants. Right. So as he was looking at it, Philip does so many things for that program. He's. I've heard players refer to him as kind of the culture guy, the glue guy that helps keep everything together. He's worked with outfielders. He's worked with catchers, and he helped Caleb Longley last year working with the outfielders, was able to help Cameron Rupp as the student assistant working with catchers. Uh, he also, and David Pierce said this is something really underrated, he said Philip uh, Philip Miller can hit fungo and do batting practice as lo- for as long as, as anybody he's ever seen could. He said that's a really underrated yeah. thing to have in a guy on a staff. So he wanted to bring Philip Miller back. Uh, he knew Steve Rodriguez is really good in his role as working with, you know, he works with the infielders, uh, also works with the hitters. And in terms of base running, I think you'll probably see Steve Rodriguez as the third base coach now, Philip Miller going back to being the first base coach. So what does that leave you with? That basically leaves you with the decision. Do you want to keep Caleb Longley, who, Craig, as you know, has been a, a real asset to this staff mm-hmm. and is seen as kind of a young, up-and-coming guy, or do you want to keep Woody Williams? Well, David Pierce said he was thinking about he'd thought about it for a long time and was, as he described, it, kind of had the itch to, to get back into the pitching coach role and felt like, okay, if you keep Woody at that point, then maybe your coaching staff is a little too pitching heavy. So the, basically the decision was made, do you keep Caleb Longley or Woody Williams? said it was nothing against the way Woody coached. It says nothing about him as a person. It's just... Somebody had to go to make the numbers work, and it ended up being Woody was the last was was the odd man out. Yeah. So now they're moving on with Philip Miller, Steve Rodriguez, and Caleb Longley as your staff. You still got Chris Gordon uh, in his off field role to help with analytics for both hitters and pitchers, and you got David Pierce as a pitching coach. You're bringing Tulo back as director of player personnel. Uh, as far as Travis Secor is the only signing who was drafted, so you know the rest of your signing class is coming back intact. I asked David Pierce for a couple of the the, the newcomers that could help him. I think you're looking at three California kids or, or three kids he's targeted to really help. I think when you look at pitchers, you said George Zaharias is a guy that can come in and help them right away. Will Gasparino was the first name out of his mouth, yep. and, and he was a guy that we knew if he was going to get drafted, it was going to take a lot to sign him, and maybe for some teams just that price tag was too high. Uh, so he's coming to Texas. And the other kid he mentioned as an, as an infielder is Casey Borba. So those three guys are guys that he feels like can come in and give them something right off the bat. So keep an eye on those three guys among the newcomers. Uh, Cam, you'll be happy to know I did ask David Pierce about Nick Sanders uh, and, and their catching situation. I think one thing we forget, the veteran presence could just be Kimball Schusler coming back from the right. injury. So you'll get you'll have him coming back. You'll have Ryan Galvan coming back as with another with a year under his belt. Uh, Oliver Service is a catcher that they signed uh, who can do a number of different things. But they, Pierce said he he can be a catcher. And then you got Nick Sanders. I don't know if Nick Sanders will be a guy that necessarily helps them right away. But they love his upside. David Pierce loves Nick Sanders' upside. Said my has a, an extremely high ceiling. 
uh, but didn't mention anything about him being able to help out right now. But they're really excited. I know, Cam, he was a guy that you were thinking might get drafted and, and be drafted pretty high, but uh, a guy that Texas is real fortunate to get on campus. In terms of the guys that were drafted that could come back, could sign, and again, this is David Pierce's feeling. His exact words to me on Dylan Campbell were, he hasn't signed yet, and I'm not saying that there's a chance he comes back, but he hasn't signed yet. So that's kind of where things stand on on Dylan Campbell. Uh, if some of these guys haven't finalized contracts already, he expects uh, Lucas Gordon, Garrett Gilmet, and Travis Stelly to all sign and be gone. Certainly, I, I expect Lucas Gordon and probably Travis Staley to do it. So he's th- he's thinking Gilmet will also yeah, sign. Yeah, he, he figured Garrett was. When the, he said when they recruited Garrett from USC in the portal, they figured he was going to be a one-year guy, regardless mm-hmm. of what the money is. It's just the position he was taking out in the draft. It just makes a lot of sense. It's kind of what he wanted, so he's expecting him to be gone. Uh, there's always a situation, Craig. We've seen this with those those later round draft picks, where you know even if you you know the money might not work out, and you know it, you you can offer them up to that. What is that? I think ten thousand dollars. Or whatever it is, hundred thousand. I forget what the number is, but it could be far below that, and, and you might mm-hmm. not sign. But that—that that was apparently the plan with Gil Met was just he was going to be here for a year, and then he was going to be gone. Um, so you've got a really good collection of guys coming back. You've got a really good group of signees coming in. And one thing he told me that was really interesting too was you know, he he said Porter Brown is kind of in the same spot Eric Kennedy was in last year. Kind of assumed he would be here for a year. Thought he was going to get drafted, wasn't. But now you've got a guy that probably is going to come back with a chip on his shoulder, highly motivated. Quarterback, your outfield. Yeah, to get into pro ball next mm-hmm. year. And that's that's so huge because you were looking at, assuming D.C. goes ahead and signs, you were looking at having to place your whole outfield. Right. And now that at least you've got quarterback, uh, you know you've got something like Max Ballou is a guy that could mm-hmm. be a corner outfielder. Yep. I like the addition of Luke Storm, the Duke transfer, mm-hmm. who could maybe he could give you some time. You know he could D.H., Maybe he gives you some time at first base. And you always got Boogie. But if you want to, just to kind of maximize your lineup, if you want to put Storm at first base and move Jared Thomas to a corner outfield spot, that's wow. that's an option. Yeah. Because Jared Thomas did come in as kind of a two-way guy, the yeah, ability right. to play infield or outfield. So you could do that. That's an option. So you've, you've given yourself a lot of flexibility with the guys you've taken out of the portal, the incoming guys, and the guys you've got returning. Uh, he's really excited about what they're doing yeah. and really does feel like they're going – in the right direction. Uh, I, we did get into the discussion about NIL because we talked about NIL with baseball. Uh, you know, is it, could they use more NIL help? Yeah, he said they could, but he likes some of the things, especially with some of the things that are happening with Texas One Fund. He feels like there are steps being taken to get that thing going in the right direction because he knows as well as everybody else affiliated with the baseball program knows. When you start competing in conference with those other schools in the SEC, yeah. your NIL game better be on point for baseball. And I think everybody knows that, but he feels like the the appropriate progress is being made. So it's, you know, didn't like the way the season ended, but, you know, he's he likes the staff makeup, likes his roster, and it's, it's safe to say David Pierce is feeling really good about how things look right now. So I give you another uh, three-letter thing that we're all familiar with with uh, college baseball, and those three letters, RPI. And the reason why I bring that up, I saw it on social media yesterday. You may have seen it as well, Jeff. Someone had posted the highest RPI average of the last five years. The highest RPI average of the last five years. And out of that highest RPI average of the last five years, Vanderbilt was number one with the highest RPI. Uh, Texas was number five. 
in Interesting. highest average RPI the last five years out of that. Um, that came to mind in thinking about some of that. All right. Um, hey, real quick. Um, we still don't know anything about what preseason event Texas will be in, right? I would assume it would be the tournament at Minute Maid, but I hadn't heard anything finalized on that. Deal no, yet. but I think that's going to. I think that's correct. So you think it'll be it'll be the Minute Maid? I think Maid it'll deal? be in Minute Maid. Okay. 